We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack a Day podcast. Happy Thursday! The weekend is almost here. I am half of your Thursday crew, Jason Perone. You can find some of my other work over at Game On Wisconsin, where I do the Quick Slants podcast. And I have some fun other stuff coming up soon that I will announce once it is more official. Packers game day stuff that I'm going to be doing this season. But along with me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Mark, the Packers, somehow we've we've already gotten through training camp. The last training camp practice yes. took place on Wednesday. The Packers are getting set to play their final preseason game against the Seahawks on Saturday. So we got to just kind of start with talking about where this roster is at through two preseason games and all these training camp practices. And I guess the best place to start is the most, the hottest topic everybody wants to talk about, which is the quarterback, Jordan Love. How are you feeling about Jordan Love so far? As good as I was in 2020 when they drafted him. You know, you, you know I'm the guy, I'm, I'm the guy that, was, that did not get upset that night in April. What was it? April 26th, whatever date it was when they drafted Love. I, I liked him in college. I liked the pick. I, I did not mind that at all. I, and I know people are still mad about it. Some people are still mad about it. He got to he got to sit and watch and learn from a Hall of Famer, just as that Hall of Famer did 
with another Hall of Famer, although this this one, Rodgers actually helped Love as opposed to Favre, who kind of turned his back on Rodgers. So, yeah, I think Jordan Love, I'm not surprised. I've told everybody from the, when it went out all, when it, this whole offseason, when you know when it became apparent that Rodgers was not going to be, be back with the Green Bay Packers, I'm ready for Jordan Love. I've been ready. I think he's, again, I'm not, it, it, what a thing it would be if he turned into a third Hall of Famer, but I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on him. He's going to be a good quarterback. He's going to be, he's going to be good. He's going to win games for the Packers. He's going to make plays. We, we've seen this in preseason. What I always go, go back to is in that 2020 draft, which was a pretty good quarterback draft, he was taking 20-something spots ahead of Jalen Hurts. And nobody, but nobody, had Jalen Hurts ranked ahead of Jordan Love. Not, not, not the scouts, not Mel Kuyper, nobody, right? I mean, none of the draft guides, none of the, you know, everybody's had love, everybody had love ahead of Hurts. Well, Jalen Hurts has turned into a really, really good quarterback. Now, I'm not saying Love is going to be better than Hurts, but everybody everybody thought he was going to be. So now he's getting his chance. If he's even if he's as good as Hurts, I mean Hurts, I, I think Hurts is the best quarterback in the NFC right now. Yep. So if Love can be that, you know, even be in that conversation, Packers got themselves a damn good quarterback. Yeah, and I think that's probably not right away. I mean, that's that's maybe a, a couple of years down the road, but you're right. I would, I, I would never argue with that. I mean, I, I'd probably settle for less, honestly, but why not? I mean, if, oh, yeah, if, I'm, I, again, I'm not, because Hurts, listen, Jalen Hurts, and he deserves all the credit in the world for this. He made him, I mean, he, he went in the draft where he was supposed to go. He was the fifth quarterback in that draft, and he went second round, and he went to the Eagles, and, and he wasn't even, they had Carson Wentz at the time, who was supposed to be the, their, their guy. He, he worked hard. He, from everything I've talked to from people in Philly, this kid hurts. Just outworks everybody. He's the first guy in the building. I mean, you, you you hear these things about that first guy, but he is. He's there before the coaches, and he just studies and works. And he made himself in in into a very very good quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I think Jordan Love has those same traits. It seems like he's a hard worker, and I just I, I like the vibe that I'm getting from from other people about Jordan Love. Like whether it's opponents saying nice saying good things about him, his own teammates. Some of the things I've just watched and and seen him, you know, having the guys get together with him in the off season to work out. Just all he's doing, all the little things, all the the important things that a, that a good quarterback and a, and a good leader does. So I no, I I think Jordan Love's going to be. He's the least. I mean, Packers have concerns. I don't think quarterback is one of them anymore. Yeah, he's proven a lot, and I think I think there's more reason to be encouraged than not based on what we've seen. Now, I will say. I think that I have had to kind of realize that a preseason and training camp are not regular season games. So there's going to be some nuance and some things that he's going to have to learn through and work through. I mean, even in the last practice here, he got, you know, he got picked off by Russell, who's a veteran savvy defensive back. He kind of, you know, baited him into a throw and that's going to happen. There's going to be some really good corners and safeties and defensive players out there that are going to make some plays. I mean, the other guys get paid too. He's not going to be perfect. I don't expect him to be perfect. He's going to, turn the ball over. I don't expect him to have no turnovers. Like it's just simply going to happen. But as far as like the optics, the it factor, his, his, his prep, his look, like just the way he looks, I don't have any concerns. I think this is a guy who's ready for his fourth season in the NFL and who's ready for, you know, the, the task at hand to take over as, as a quarterback. I think he's doing everything he can. I think the Packers are also doing everything they can to not make it be like, Hey, replace Aaron Rodgers. It's just, hey, you're the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Just start there. Yep. You talk about, yeah, of course he's going to make mistakes. I mean, show me a quarterback that 
that that doesn't. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, the the best in the game right now, makes mistakes. Tom Tom Brady, the best maybe of all time, threw what three interceptions against the against the Packers in that NFC Championship game a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep, didn't didn't hurt him because the Packers didn't do anything with him, but he still turned it over. Jalen Hurts, we were just talking about, had a critical fumble in the Super Bowl last. That you know, fumble was a, a scoop and score for for Kansas City. That eventually that was the difference in the game. So, yeah, he's going. to I mean, listen, and he's also, but I like this that he's going to grow and develop along with what I think is a good, young, exciting group of receivers from from Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave and and then the and then the, the, the next tier to Samari Tori and Malik Heath. I'm assuming he makes the roster because he's he's had such a good you know preseason and and, and training camp. Craft, uh, the other tight end from South Dakota, that's a good. It's an exciting. We don't know if they're good yet. They they look good so far, but it's an exciting, young, potentially excellent group of of receivers to go with your young quarterback. Not you don't see this all the time where you get where you get them all at the same, you know, same era growing together. You know, a lot. A lot of times, young. Now, sometimes people will say, "Oh, it's better if he has a veteran." Well, maybe, and maybe not, because that veteran might not want to put up with a young kid sometimes. Or, I just, I just like, I like this Packer offense. I really do. I, I like, I like the fact that the veterans are on the offensive line, which is important because that's the, that's where it all starts. And they have two veteran running backs, and and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So, it's not that everybody's young. It's just the quarterback and the receivers who work together, obviously, are the youth of this team. But they have the David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, John Runyon Jr., Josh Myers. They've all been around. Now, Zach Tom's kind of young, but that's fine. And then Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, is, you know, they've both been around now for a while. Yeah, there's no – and we've said on at least two or three straight shows, there's no reason to overly temper the expectations. There's There's good things to be had out there. And they've got the players in order to, to make it happen. You kind of started talking about the offensive line. I think maybe – Maybe we transition into that because that's also a fun conversation as far as who the five are going to be and who they might keep. And is the offensive line an area where they might keep an extra guy or two? Because now they have to start making roster cutdowns coming up here. I mean, this is a big, yeah, it's, it's, this is big. They've got to, they've got to make a lot of decisions here. And there's a lot of offensive linemen that they seem to like because of who they've rotated in there. And I think it's a great problem to have when you have a lot of offensive linemen and you're trying to figure out who it is that you want to keep. Cause there's some NFL teams out there that can't even put five capable starters on the field and the Packers have this wealth of riches as long as they all stay healthy. Now I think as far as the, as the five Mark, I think we agree. Bakhtiari is obviously going to be at left tackle. Elton Jenkins is going to be the left guard. I think they want Josh Myers. I think he'll get the first crack at center. Right. I don't, I don't think they're going to move Zach Tom inside. Cause I think they want him out at right tackle and then they'll keep running at right guard. So those are the five that I think that they'll, they'll start the season with. It sounds like we agree. Yes, there is, you know, and I'm with you cause you, you know, you and I were talking prior to, to, to our show or our, our little our pregame or whatever you want to call it uh, pre-show yeah it's the my you know there's been some problems with snaps you know is it Myers is it Myers and Love together whatever it is they have to clean that up though they they can't you can't have fumble you can't botch snaps and lose the ball and, and you just can't have that when it counts mm-hmm. and, and that you would think it's something that you can work on and 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 fix it and again like I like I said to you when 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 we were talking about it it's different. I mean, you know, I'm, and I'm not putting all the blame on Myers. Some of it might be with Love. Maybe, I, again, you know, Myers has never snapped to anybody but Aaron Rodgers. 
since he's been in the league, basically. So maybe it's a different cadence, a different set of hands, a different. But again, I think I think you could work that out because apparently, from from what I've read and and watched, Myers is doing a pretty good job blocking. Mm-hmm. It's just the snaps that have both in practice and in the games that have been been errant that that that, that has to get fixed because if it doesn't. LaFleur is not going to live with that too much longer and they'll, they'll make a move. No, not, so we know that we know the story about the preseason game as far as the, the snap. Myers thought there might be a free play and right. the, the officials didn't call the false start. Now you said it's preseason for the officials too, which is true. <laughs> but in, a, in a real regular season game, that might have been called. I would just say if you're, if you're the center and you're hoping it's a free play, you're going to want to make sure, number one, that they're actually going to throw the flag, and number two, that the quarterback is ready for it. Now, Love, love obviously, maybe it was more on Love than, than we know. I mean, it could have been it could have been the quarterback in, the, in that equation. And there have also been some center quarterback-center exchanges that have gotten bungled during camp that weren't Josh Meyer as well. So it's, it's not like it's exclusively Meyer at center, and we have, a, we have a huge, huge problem on our hands here. It's a huge issue for the Packers. You know, you don't want to see that manifest itself. And the, I, I just think back to the last couple seasons and some of the things that were bugging the team and were hampering the team early in the season or in training camp or in preseason never really went away. They stayed, they hung around and they continue to be issues because that's just the way that life goes. If you don't address or fix something, it's going to be a problem. Two years ago, we know special teams was an issue mm-hmm. and we don't even need to talk about how that season ended. So I don't want to see this season ending on a bad snap or, or having that become a huge you know, factor in how the 2023 season goes for the Green Bay Packers if it's more towards the negative. But as far as the depth goes, you've seen Rashid Walker is getting a lot of reps, right? He's yeah. getting a lot of reps to tackle. Now, they still like Yash. They still like Yash. Uh, but Rashid's getting worked in with the ones, yes. They still have Caleb Jones, who returned to practice. They like him a lot. They've got a lot of, they've got a lot of guys that they like that I can see them keeping. And that's why when you look at the positional battles here, and we're going to talk about wide receiver in a minute. And they say, oh, well, I think the Packers are definitely keeping seven receivers. Well, then, you know, where are you shortchanging? Because the offensive line might need to carry an extra person. You know, who, what are they going to do at, uh, with the, the tight end position, for example? You've got the secondary and, and how many safeties, all that other kind of stuff there. But on the offensive line, they've got tackles. The Packers got tackles. I guess that's like it's almost like if they were going to open up a, a retail store, I, they would call it got tackles. Tackles are up. Tackles, Yeah. <laughs> They do. And, you know, I know I, I put this out there a while ago and everybody yelled at me and told me I'm crazy. But if it, you know, there's a lot, as you said earlier, there's a lot of teams that can't find five good offensive linemen, right? If, if a team, if a, a desperate team, and I'm not going to, not the New York Cats because forget the New York Cats. The Packers do not want to help the New York Cats. They have a lot of reasons not to help the New York Cats. But, you know, another another AFC team, the Miami Dolphins, the Pittsburgh Steel, whoever. And I don't know what teams. I haven't really looked closely to see what teams are having problems on, on the offensive line. But I know there's more than a few. And things will happen, too. Somebody, a team might lose an offensive tackle. With all that, if someone call, if someone calls you, if someone you're Brian Gutenkunst and your phone rings and it's a GM from whatever team saying, hey, what do you want for Yash Neiman? You got to listen to him, don't you? Yeah. I mean, you listen to any team. offer if it, if it listen if a team wants to overpay now I would have assumed based on the tender that they put on him if they were going to do that that might have happened earlier in the preseason or in the offseason that, that was a second you would have had to give him a second I don't know if teams want to give up a second and it would have been a second in this year's in this past draft so that's a lot 
And again, teams, I'm just saying, hey, listen, in April, everybody thinks they're good. Oh, we're fine. We drafted this guy. We got this guy coming back. And But now when you go on the field and actually play, you say, oh, geez, that guy that we drafted ain't that good. Or mm-hmm. The guy that we thought that was coming back, he's his, his, his knee still isn't good or whatever. There's a lot of things that happen between April when, you, when everybody's optimistic to September when you know the season's about to start and you actually see what you have and don't have. And I'm not saying they, they, I don't think they would still wouldn't get a second for, for, for Yash. But you might get, I don't know, a couple picks or a, we were saying that if the Packers have needs at, at maybe a tight end because when, when they lost Davis, they, they don't have a, a, a veteran blocking tight end or, or maybe a safety. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if a team calls, if they like Rasheed Walker as much as they're acting like they like him, and he looked pretty good the other against New England. And like I said, Yash is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. And A, he's going to cost you some money. And B, if you like Walker just as much, you're probably going to let him go anyway. So if you can get a pick or a player, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. I mm-hmm. just don't know. Yeah. Listen, any offers. I mean, if you get to, obviously you want to get something for a player, more if you, rather than not. I mean, and Guttenkunz has, has, he's met, again, now this, now this one wouldn't be just a, we're getting, you know, we're getting rid of this guy. I want something good back because Yash is a good player. So I'm not giving up a good player for a six or a seven. No, you know he's not Cole Van Landen who they who they traded last year and and got a seven for him. Uh, he was going to get cut anyway. Where who was that cornerback they traded? Holman, Kadar mm-hmm. Holman. They traded him and got a seven. I mean, he's good at doing that. He's good at getting seventh round picks for guys that he was going to cut anyway. And he might do that a couple times this year too with some with some other players. Well, but he did a good stuff. job getting a first round pick for a quarterback he was never going to play this year too, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And a flip flop, a second, maybe a first, and a flip flop. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So so with Yash, I mean, Yash, I want something valuable. I don't want just it, he's not a a guy that I'm giving away by by no means. And I and listen, if a team calls and offers me something silly, I say no. Hey, listen, uh, you know, call somebody else. I'm not I'm not trading them for that. But if a team's serious and they really need a tackle, there's no. I mean, Yash Neiman could could probably start for. I'd have to look and, you know, but I'm, I would think a good number of teams. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And again, just do do whatever's best for your team. But listen, if he ends up staying with the team, that's fine because he is valuable depth. And we know that it's a game of attrition and there's very likely an oper- there's there's a chance that one of these guys is going to miss time. I mean, as much as we are, are encouraged by the fact that David Bakhtiari has relatively stayed healthy. You know, he was on very limited uh, reps for training camp this year, and Elton Jenkins seems to be recovered from his injury as well. You never know, so I think it's it's a good idea to make sure you've got something in the cupboard in case you need it. But the offensive line, to me, and again, very important because you got a you know first time starter in Jordan Love who's going to play a lot of snaps now. We've seen him in limited action. That's the other thing too with with Love is you know we've well, all the stuff that we've seen from him is great, but he's played essentially you know one fifth of the normal snaps in a in a regular season game. So, but the yeah, offensive offensive line protecting well for him obviously very very important to give him a, a, the best opportunity to succeed run the offense, make plays, and it looks like the offensive line has performed pretty well, I think. Hello, friends. First of all, I just want to say thank you for listening to and being a supporter of the Packaday podcast. You have all helped make Packaday one of the most downloaded sports podcasts in the world today, and I want to sincerely thank you for that. 
For those of you who don't know, Packaday is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. It's our partnership with Blue Wire that allows us to bring you this amazing Packers content 365 days a year. Blue Wire currently has over 300 shows with former athletes, celebrities, media professionals, and passionate fans like us. Over the past few years, they've raised over $10 million to grow and operate business and support podcasts like the Packaday Podcast. Now, Blue Wire is raising another round of funding by utilizing WeFunder. This funding will help support Blue Wire sales team and improve operations. This is giving everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing company. This is not a donation. You are literally investing to own a piece of Blue Wire. A few years ago, I took the leap and started partnering with Blue Wire, and it was one of the best decisions that I've ever made. I'm hoping you'll consider doing the same. If you would like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. That's wefunder.com slash bluewire. And remember, supporting Blue Wire is another way to support the Packaday podcast and our Packaday podcast team. Thank you. Hello friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA finals and I desperately wanted to go to game six in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye game six of the NBA finals. Now, thankfully the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used game time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using game time app for purchasing all of my tickets, and I wish I would have done so sooner. From low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals, the game time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code PACKADAY for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. 
they found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Now, this is a good offensive line. And like you said, if the starting five is what we think is Bakhtiari, Jenkins, Myers, Runyon, Tom, that's, to me, that's that's one of the top offensive lines in the NFC. Yeah, they're in pretty in good shape. NFL. Yeah, they're in, they're in, they're in pretty good shape. So, and then you have, like you said, and there's depth with Neiman, with Walker, Caleb Jones, maybe who, like you said, missed some time, but he's they like him. I mean, he, you don't find guys as big as he. What's he six eight three seven six seven? I think yeah, six eight. And like three seventy, right? And yeah. but, he, but, he, but he moves. Mm-hmm. You don't find guys his size that can move the way he he does. I mean. People think they might cut him. I don't see that happening at all. They they kept him last year anyway. He really wasn't ready to play last year. This year, I mean, again, they got depth to tackle. That's all I'm going to say. If they and, do end up cutting Jones, I think they probably have a pretty good inkling that he's going to come back to them on the practice squad then. Well, they didn't. I mean, that's why they he was on the practice squad at the beginning of last year. And then they promoted him because some team, and I don't know who it is, but some team was about to sign him off their practice squad. And they said, no, that ain't going to happen. And they promoted him, so they know that there's teams out there that that like him. So no, so I don't, yeah, I don't think they're letting him him get away. You don't, you don't find a guy like that, you know, coach him up for a year, and then let him walk away to another team. And God forbid it's the Bears or the Vikings or the Lions, right? right? No, um, don't want so that. No, no, he's not going anywhere. Don't want they, that at all. They, they they did cut Hanson, which comes as no. I wasn't surprised at all. His days have come. He's always hurt. Yeah, and, and unfortunately, another injury. I guess the shin injury looked pretty severe, so it sounds like Jake Hansen's time in Green Bay has come to a close. Finally. I mean, he's been back and forth, back and forth. But, yeah, because now you have, you know, Tom can. Tom has shown he can play center, and then they can put one of the other guy, one of the tackles we talked about can go in for him if, if, that were, if Myers were to go down. They've also uh, both John Runyon and Sean Ryan have both gotten reps at, at, center. at center. Correct. And we all know Elton Jenkins can play center if he has to because that's what he played in college. So there you go, versatile offensive so lineman, and this is why. That's why they might be able to get away with nine instead of ten and then save that spot. Yeah, they could. Well, and, and one of the spots they might be saving it for is let's we'll move, move to the outside of the formation here. So at wide receiver, the big debate was – I think at first was like, are they going to keep six? Now we're talking about them keeping seven wide receivers. Now, Malik Heath, I will say this. Malik Heath has had a very good training camp. He seemed to be destined to be like the Oneida darling of of this this training camp. Because there's one every summer, it seems like. Now, I had Paul Brettel on Quick Slants this past Monday. And Paul made a really good point, which was one of the encouraging signs from Malik Heath was his special team snaps from preseason game one to this preseason game two increased pretty significantly that 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 bingo (laughs) and so if you're seeing them on special teams that's kind of as paul said the answer to the test 
They like him, and obviously they're looking at him as as a contributor on this team because they have a lot of good young receivers. If they end up keeping seven, I I'm totally fine with it. I think that the tight end position kind of factors in there, but now Deguara is considered an H back. He's a fullback. He doesn't go on the the tight end depth chart per se. So then you've got Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. They're a tight end. And then I guess the question becomes, what else do they what else do they want to do there as far as pass catchers? The other thing that Paul mentioned, which is also important, is that you got seven wide receivers, but don't forget tight ends and running backs also catch the ball. So you right. gotta factor as far as pass catcher depth chart, you gotta factor Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, uh, like I said, the two tight ends, and then you got seven wide receivers. There's only one football. So they have to be smart about what they're gonna do. And these the Packers have I don't think they've ever gotten stung or bitten by cutting a player and then having him swiped out from underneath them minus maybe a couple of times in the last decade or so. They always the have a, one. The only one I could think of is that, that quarterback on him, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Mm-hmm. Who, and, and again, the Packers liked him as a backup quarter. I don't know if the, if especially Mike McCarthy's Packers, because that's who the coach was when he was cut. I don't know if, if that offense would have ever used Hill the way the Saints use him. No, no, Mike, no, Mike McCarthy. I don't, I don't think I don't trust McCarthy to have been that innovative. That. No, no, I don't think so. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't. So, yeah, I, so to back to your point, yeah, I don't think they've ever lost anyone they really, really wanted. So, as far as receivers, yeah. I mean, do you think? Are you think? Well, do you think I, they'll keep seven? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I know everyone loves this. Loves this Grant Dubose, the seventh round pick out of Charlotte. He missed most. He missed almost all the OTA minicamp part of the ball season. Because he was hurt, he missed the beginning of of, of camp. Now mm-hmm. he has come back, and he and he and he made a couple catches against New England. But he, I still think he has some catching up to do. So I, I think he's a perfect practice squad candidate. That you could, I mean, people, oh, you're not going to lose. I mean, he was a seventh round pick. So 31 teams passed on him seven times. Are they really going to now that now they like him? All of a sudden, they could have drafted him several times, and they didn't. So, uh, and they haven't, and and nobody has seen enough of him to say, "Oh, we yes. should have drafted this guy in the fifth right. round and snag him." Right. So I I think, and again, because of him missing time and and being, you know, he's behind. Yes, he got he made a couple nice catches against the Patriots last week, and again, let's see what he does. I'm sure he'll play a lot against Seattle Saturday afternoon. So he's one of them guys that this week there's there's a handful of players this week that are. That are kind of playing for their jobs. That's always how. That's always the way it is. That last preseason game, that you know, roster spots forty-eight to fifty-three are kind of on the line, and that's one of them. You know, and they, see, the, it's funny. The Packers have some interesting decisions to make. Make, and it's not like it's Heath versus Debose. It's it's a seventh wide receiver versus a tenth offensive lineman. Yes, or yes. A fourth tight end, like, or or yep. take it to the other side of the ball. Do we do we go? Do we keep seven wide receivers and go light at linebacker, mm-hmm. or do we keep the extra linebacker and go light at running back, or do we, you know, what I'm saying it's and and guess who's going to have final say on on all that? Brian Gutekunst, and then there's also injuries. Well, the assistant to Brian Gutekunst, Rick Pasacci. <laughs> <laughs> special, special teams, yeah, team. right. And so that's a good, that's a really good catch by that Paul told you that if guys are playing more on special teams, if if the bottom, if those those. 40-some to 53 guys, you know, the, the, that bottom part of the roster. If they're seeing more action on special teams, they're making the team. Mm-hmm. As opposed to if a guy's not playing special teams, then he's probably, you know, if one of those bottom-tier guys 
isn't a, isn't on any special teams, then good luck. Right. No, and I think now. So take a look. Take a look at. I know we're jumping around, but that's okay. I mean, take a look at the let the linebacker position right now. Devondre Campbell has not practiced in almost a week. Right. So he's if he's, be, everyone seems to think he'll be okay. I hope. I I hope so because if it's not, it's Isaiah McDuffie and Quay Walker, and that's not anywhere near as exciting as no, uh, Devondre right. Campbell and Quay Walker in the middle. And then that might end up making their decision where they say, hey, we have to keep an extra linebacker going into the first part of the season because we need depth here because Dre isn't ready to play. Now, I think he will be. It sounds like all signs point to he's going to be okay. The Packers really, and I should knock on wood because I know there's a game still to be played on Saturday, Mark, but what was our our like our thing when training camp don't started? Get, Just don't get hurt. Don't. The Packers, relatively speaking, have they've had they've had some injuries. They've definitely they suffered some Tyler injuries. Davis. Tyler Davis, yeah. and I don't want to I don't want to skim over anybody that did get hurt, but for the most part, they have they've been okay. I think they've been smart about it as far as who played, who didn't play. And oh, one thing we didn't talk about, uh, go back to to Jordan Love is does he or doesn't he play this week? And you and I both agree that we we would rather he didn't play. Yeah. Because I don't see what there is to gain from putting him out there. I mean, you already know what you have. There's nothing more that you're going to learn about him. And do you really need Jordan Love out there to be the one throwing the ball to figure out if one of these other receivers, tight ends, or other guys can play? I just don't no. see it. Clifford can do that. Yeah, exactly. I just or don't. Magoo. Let, let the other kid play a little bit more. Right. You know? I, I, just don't, I just don't see any benefit to Jordan Love playing. But if he, if he does and he goes out there... Okay, uh, you know that's that's what that Lafleur decided he wanted to do, and he might base that off of how this last week of, of practice went. He Love had kind of an up and down week, so who knows what what they'll end up doing? But yeah, these yeah, let these like to your point, let these young guys play the the forty through fifty three. Like the, those guys need to need to, their chance to shine and figure out what's happening at the bottom of the roster. And Bisaccia needs to know who's going to play on his special teams. And what you might have for the future, because these are bottom of the depth chart guys. These are not obviously going to be starters that are going right. to play. I think we know. I think we know every. Well, there's one starting spot I think up for grabs on, of the 22 starters. That's who's starting at safety next to next to Darnell Savage, because mm-hmm. everybody's got a shot. Ford's been out there. Owens has been out there. Moore was out. Now Moore got hurt. That, yep. that might have hurt his chances. I don't know if he if he's going to be back this week. For, or not doesn't look like it. Johnson, Anthony Johnson Jr. was getting some some run with 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 the one. So that's probably the only spot up for grabs, right? I mean, up, yeah. the defense is going to be it's going to be Clark, Wyatt, and Slayton up front. It's going to be Smith. Well, Gary, if he's healthy, will I think they'll ease Gary in? Do you agree? Yeah. Otherwise, it's yeah, an agree. I think Gary. I think against the Bears, Gary will play, but maybe twenty something snaps as opposed to fifty something snaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe Gary, maybe he's full-blown and he goes out there. And play. But the Packers usually, when a guy comes back, they ease him in. That's usually been their MO. So I think Smith and, and Kingsley Angabari will start outside. Walker and Cam- hopefully Campbell's back inside. Douglas and Alexander at the corners. Savage and that's the one spot. You know, that, well, don't forget about – and don't forget about Hercules, Lucas Van Ness. He's probably yeah, going to play he'll, some too. He'll play, oh, yeah, he'll rotate in. And he was playing – now he's been getting some reps as a defensive lineman, right? Which I kind of like, and I think you liked it too. You said, "Yeah, that I think that was always part of the plan." I mean, they probably didn't didn't want to do that right away and have him like his head swimming. He said something about the playbook is pregnant this week, yeah. which basically means it's huge, and he's still digesting all of it. But yeah, I mean that's that was the plan all along. I think was to be able to move him around, put his hand in the dirt, play inside, play outside, and just give them some rotational snaps and. and and looks out there, and if that's your first round, you know, hopefully the future of the pass rush when Preston is done playing or moves on from Green Bay, 
Uh, that's that's a great place to be as far as the safeties go. It looked like Rudy Ford was taking the last couple days of practice. Rudy Ford started out at the, with the ones next to Darnell Savage. The safety position is going to be shaky this season. The Packers just they can't address everything, and safety was kind of that that sacrificial you know position where they just couldn't put a ton of resources into it. So I think they're hoping that Savage can refine the best part of his form. I think he had a really good 2020 season. And they're mm-hmm. they're hoping that he can revert back to that a little bit. I liked what they were doing with him last year, but now they need him, need him to play back there at safety. I wasn't o- overly impressed with anything I saw from Jonathan Owens. He was okay, but he got burned a couple times. Anthony yeah. Johnson. Anthony Johnson is um, he's very very young. He's very very raw. I, I he's not ready to play full time. So just ease, just team, ease him, just make the team, ease him in there. If he's going to make the team, then I want to see him absolutely balling out and, and busting his tail on specials at this point. And to be honest, I don't think you're even going to see him. I think he's going to make the team, but he's going to be inactive. Inactive on game day. Yeah, I can see you know that. I'm saying because somebody's got to be. Yeah, that's I think true. He's here for, I think he's here for 2024. I mean, like you said, he's young, he's raw, he's a seventh round pick. Bring him in, let him learn. Hey, maybe by week 13, 14, 15, he is up and playing some special teams. But I think early in the, early in the season, I think he'll be on that inactive list more more times than not. Yeah, and let's Unless, just, just get a look at him and get a look at him in practice then. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, and I think learn. yeah, and I think I think they'll be fine. I mean, I the safety position is going to be a thing. I I can see a lot of teams coming out maybe trying to go play action and test those safeties a lot early in the season or or often during the season because you're going to attack the weak spot and that's it. So yeah. on the back end there, can the Packers survive and, and do they need and, and I think that's what they brought in Tarverius Moore for was to have some more savvy yeah. back there is and unfortunately he's hurt. Hopefully it's not a long term injury. I don't think it's it doesn't sound like it's yeah. a long term yeah. deal. I mean, it, like to the point where they might have to consider putting him on IR or anything. But oh, the, the, the final roster decision, there's always some interesting things that happen and you only got certain number of guys and injuries and all that other kind of stuff, too. But you said something interesting when we first started chatting before the show. What I say? We're going to focus. <laughs> turn our attention to special teams now. Anders Carlson obviously is going to be the kicker. So the Packers are going to the Packers are going to live and die by the foot of Anders Carlson this year. He was very up and down. He had a very up and down week at practice. He had a couple of days that were not impressive. He did not finish training camp very strong. He's kicked well in the games. He made all of his kicks in preseason game two, which for whatever you want to say, that was in a game and he didn't miss. Right, so that was fifty-two yarder at the end of the half was impressive, and it would have been good from probably sixty. It was he's got no question about the leg, no question about the leg, and and that was a crucial. They drove down his half, and it's right before the half, and it's not the game winner at the end, but it was it put him ahead at the half. That was a to me that was a big time kick, and he and he and he buried it. Yeah, he did. Kicked well, did well there, but as far as the the rest of the the special team battery here at, at. punter they were still rotating in Waylon and, and O'Donnell as punter yeah. and holder and listen if Waylon they both have a good leg I don't think there's been a huge difference in their in their results I think Pat O'Donnell's had a better punting average but if Waylon can do it and they feel confident that he can do at least as well if not close to as well as O'Donnell I I have to think they're going to go with the young the youngster at punter, and you you said that too. There is a punter competition; it's legit. Yeah, you're right. O'Donnell has a better number. I mean, as average, but Whalen took the first two punts last Saturday night against New England, and neither one was long. They were both in their third in the thirties. So if you're, if you're just looking at it on, oh my god, he only kicked thirty yards, but they were both from like midfield or or across midfield. So 
he wasn't you didn't want him to kick it in the end zone he put both of them inside the 20 which is what you wanted mm-hmm. and i think there was a penalty on the one as well which even moved them back further mm-hmm. so that's what you want i think i mean again i i'll be honest i didn't know who daniel Wellen was until the packers signed him <laughs> and then i and then i found out he was just what was he was he in the xfl or the usfl i forget now see i don't even know either yeah he was in one of them leagues and was really good um, he's trying to become the first Irish-born player, person to ever make the, make the NFL. It's a nice little story there, too, I guess. But what told me something, I was under the belief that, nah, they just brought him in to punt and look at him, but o- O'Donnell's the guy, right? Because And mainly because, and you and I were talking about this, O'Donnell fixed a problem that the Packers had last year, not just at punting, because the other kid, Bojo, what was his name, the Corey? Um, Bohorkas. Bohorkas. He, was, he wasn't a bad punter. He wasn't a good holder. And Mason Crosby had a, had a really bad year two years ago, and a lot of it they blamed on snaps and holds mm-hmm. and everything else. The so mechanics. He fixed yeah, he fixed that last year. O- O'Donnell was a good holder. And I'm thinking, well, is Whalen a good holder? I don't know. I don't know about Whalen. But on that 52-yarder that Carlson made just before the half that we were just talking about, how what, what a big kick it was and it would have been good for more, whatever, Whalen was his holder. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they had Whalen hold on the 52-yarder Tells me something. Yep. So I think that's a, well. We'll see. And again, I don't. I think like we said. Like again, it's it's apples and oranges a little bit. But we were talking about Jordan Love developing with Watson and Dobbs and and Reed and Musgrave and all those young guys working together and learning together and growing together. You could say the same thing about a Carlson and Whalen. Yes. Who, a young kicker, young punter, young holder, growing and working and going together as opposed to the young kicker with a punter you know punter holder that's been around for a long time and and again let's let's be honest football is it is a business now right and their money cap numbers and all that kind of stuff play into this if the packers can save whatever they save by keeping if they're even if in their mind they're hey they're both about the same it's it's six of one half dozen of another we're going to keep if they can keep well and well is going to make league minimum this year O'Donnell's making much more than league minimum at this point of of his Mm -hmm. career. Yeah, if they could save whatever it is, listen, they got they got a Rashawn Gary contract that has to get get done. Every little extra they can give Gary helps, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It really does. And they they don't have a they don't have a ton of cap space this year. It's not like it's you know they will they will going into next year and beyond. But if and and again, you're going to go with the young guy anyway because you want to build for your future and you want to you want to you want to set your future for longer. Pat O'Donnell, if they pick Pat O'Donnell to punt again this year, next year they're going to be doing the exact same thing. They're going to, they're going to have to draft a punter, find a punter, somebody to come in and, and become the future of this team because O'Donnell's not going to kick forever. So right. they're, they, they might as whaling. well, if, if, they, if they keep whaling, then they've, they've solved that problem. They've got their guy this year and, and oh, right. rock, on, rock on with it. I just I don't feel any different. I mean, so training camp is over, and I guess it's like, how do you feel overall? I don't feel – I feel a lot better than I did when training camp started. I will tell you that. I'm a lot more encouraged. Mm-hmm. I, I saw a lot more good than not. There was, of course, some bumps along the way. That's fine. They had a couple bad days of practice. You know, there was a joint practice last week against the Patriots. Whatever. Listen, this team's not going 17-0. and They're going to lose some games. And mm-hmm. you even said, too, we, we've – you know, Mark and I have had some very healthy debates about some of these players. Anders Carlson was one of them where I was kind of – out and and you well you have, just get crazy yes right yes crazy. of course I do, I do yeah and I mean I, I, <laughs> because let me it which is which is true it's 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 it is true because it's I like to, I have to talk you off the ledge all the time 
at times that is that is true that is very true i mean your your years of experience and all of the the rest of the stuff that that you've you've talked about there is is very but they're they're, whether that they make some gaffes and they lose a game like we're just gonna have to deal with that it's just gonna happen but listen they're not gonna win 17 games anyway so if you know jordan love throws a bad pick if carlson misses a an extra point at the buzzer and they lose a game it's that's just life you know from year to year there's all kinds of different things and i want to remind everybody too there were plenty of disappointing moments with aaron Rodgers holding the football at the end of it as well Mm -hmm. so i think we need to temper our you know temper our expectations but it's not like this team is is only gonna it's gonna top out at five wins they should definitely have a better season than that and i think i think that they will again in a very shaky nfc there's no reason why this packers team can't can't find a way to be one of those top seven teams at the end of the season oh you know i've been saying that well you'll have them winning the division and i i I don't see why not i don't i don't see why they can't either i think they're the best team in the division it's very very doable very very because i I like jordan love i always like jordan love so i that that's what you know the people that don't like the Packers or don't that it's because they don't think they have a quarterback. Well, I, I think they have a pretty good quarterback. They have a real good running running game, a good offensive line, young, exciting receivers, and a defense that should be, and I mean, we said this last year, but a defense that should be pretty good. And mm-hmm. special teams is no longer the liability. I'm not saying it's going to be the top five special teams in the league, but it's going to be, it should be in the top half and no longer you're scared every time the team has to punt or kick because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. Like it was a couple of years ago, it's it's competent now. They they cover you know they cover kicks and punts better than average, and they have a kick returner who was the best in the league last year. So yep. special teams has all of a sudden became, hey, this ain't special teams ain't bad anymore. Yeah, not at all. So, and and a, and a real coach that that was part of it too. That's also very helpful. Yeah, for once in a lifetime. So Packers looking pretty good here. We'll have obviously there will be a, a much different complexion when we do next week's show because there will have been a bunch of things that have happened. The roster is going to look a little bit different, and we can talk through some of that as they start their prep for week we one. Guest, we have a guest coming on next week as well. With he was supposed to come this week, and he's in the process of moving, and he thought he was going to have he thought he would get it done over the weekend, and it didn't happen, so he got tied up so he's going to come on next week which will be good too because the next week is kind of a dead week because there's no game that coming weekend and you know things would have been done and then it's kind of a lull that it used to be like the fourth preseason game would be coming up but there is no more fourth preseason game right so mark ross uh former director of college scouting for the philadelphia eagles and buffalo bills and the former assistant general manager and two-time super bowl champion with the new york giants will join us he, he's now with nfl network and he's a um, he was a he was on Jordan Love before most people. I'll, I'll just leave it at that, and I'll let him talk about that 2020 draft and and what he thought of Jordan Love then, and what he thinks of Jordan Love now. Can't think of a better time than right before the regular season starts to have somebody come on and say, "Listen, this kid is got a lot of things to be excited about and be be pumped up and feel positive about." So that's awesome. Very 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 good stuff. So what is up at Packer Report and what is coming up? What's up now is I I did a it's it, it's kind of a off the Patriots game but I my it's a, like like a notes kind of column but but the lead is about the 2022 draft and just how impressive it is they got they got five starters out of that draft and along with maybe another five key backups and I I looked up I I called it one of it, it might be the deepest draft in Packers history you have to go all the way back to 1995 to even come close to 
them getting this many. I'm not again. I'm not. There was no Aaron Rodgers in this draft, or no, you know, no franchise quarterback. But but when you talk about the depth of it, that's, they got a lot of good players out of that 2022 draft. So that's what that's up now. And coming up, and I'm not sure when. I'll probably fall into the trap that everybody else does and and do my 53 man roster. And there will be a quick slants podcast coming out on Monday talking about the final preseason game, final roster thoughts. And I will likely also have a guest on quick slants as well. So good stuff coming up. That is still in the works being finalized and all that good stuff. But in the meantime, hope everybody has enjoyed Packers training camp preseasons winding down. It's almost real, real football coming at us soon. Don't we have a birthday to, to, to wish to somebody today? Uh, we, we do indeed. So, well, actually it was, uh, it was yesterday which was the 23rd of August. Yes, my son JJ turned 10 years old. So I want to give him a shout out for for his 10th birthday. He's getting ready for soccer and baseball season, and he's he's got his Packers gear ready too, and he's excited to to get into a season of Packers football. So absolutely, absolutely want to. We got to get him a Jordan Love jersey, right, with a 10, with number 10 on it. Uh, He tries. He actually has a Dobbs. So okay. he's got a he's got I a Dobbs jersey, 10, and I was yeah. smart enough well, for ten, right? But I, I was I was smart enough to buy a huge jersey that he still <laughs> is still a little big on him, <laughs> That's so right. he no can grow into. Because you know I'm in that vortex of like trying to keep clothes on him, and it's it's hard to oh, do because he's yep. growing like a weed. But yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks everyone for riding along with the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. We'll be back at it again next week with our guest Mark Ross. In the meantime, everybody have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of the Packers preseason, and go Pack go. Yeah.